Good morning, everyone. I wanted to share hopefully a quick message. Every time I say I want to share a quick message, lately it's been like 30 to 40 minutes. So let's see if I can do this in less than less than 20. Maybe we'll like try to keep it at 15 today. Hey. So I want to approach this with a little bit of levity because I feel like, hey guys, I feel like this topic, you know, when we talk about spiritual development and all this jazz, it can be pretty heavy and pretty dense feeling. And it can feel like drudgery and like, uh, life is already so hard. Like, why do I have to like listen to this? But I mean, you don't have to listen to me talk about anything. You don't have to listen to anybody talk about anything. Um, but it's just like, why does this stuff have to be so hard? And why does it have to be so gross feeling and all this like, uh, just a lot of like, uh, you know, with a lot of this stuff. So I want to try to <laughs> have a little bit of levity today when we talk about this, because this is not the end of the world, even though ironically, it kind of sometimes feels like we are in the end of days. <laughs> you know, it's relative. So the message that I have today is really that anybody who's choosing this path for themselves, which we don't have to choose, right? We could just go to sleep. We could all just go back to sleep if we wanted to, even though you can't go backwards in consciousness. We could choose to just live in the matrix, if, if you even understand what I'm saying when I say that. We could do that. That's a choice that we have. Um, but if you're choosing this path and you've been starting to see more clearly and really see what is, is really going on and the, the depth of what's really happening, then it's so important that we really prioritize hygiene. And I don't mean hygiene in the sense of just taking a shower, but I mean spiritual, emotional, physical hygiene, mental hygiene, hygiene in all of those areas of our lives. Because when we let our defenses down, and I don't even think defenses is really a right word because this war, hey, this war that we are in is never a war that's going to be fought through fighting or through charging or through battle. That's the old paradigm. That's the old way of doing things. The way that we prevail in all of this, the way that we come back to the truth of ourselves is through neutrality. But we don't get to neutrality from some mental space of I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna choose to be neutral right now. That doesn't work. It has to come from genuinely clearing out the emotional debris and trauma, the spiritual hygiene and practices that we really need to adopt if this is what we're choosing to do. Like, I'm not sitting up here telling people like, you need to meditate and you need to fucking do this. Like, don't do it if you don't want to. Maybe, I don't think meditating is even the right move for a lot of people because they can just use it to bypass their own emotions. I'd probably just say, most people need to actually just be with their emotions and realize that that's what meditation is. Meditation is being with yourself unconditionally, whatever that is. Not like some fucking state of being where you're completely empty. So we don't win 
this whole thing. We don't win the game of life of expanding our human consciousness and waking up out of the slumber of what has been happening to us for hundreds of thousands of years. We don't even remember what happened unless we are choosing purification processes. So I'm going to give some examples. Let's talk about emotional purification. When we're traumatized, which we all are, we have all kinds of debris that's just like literally living in our nervous systems and it's living in our tissues. So first and foremost, we've got to be at least somewhat in our body enough to recognize that we're dissociated or somewhat in our body enough to recognize, oh, there's fear. Oh, this is anger. Oh, this is grief. And then develop a practice for processing those things. And there's a million different things out there that we can do. A lot of people who tune into my stuff, maybe you're already doing that stuff. You probably already have a practitioner that you work with every once in a while. Maybe you have the means to just work with yourself. Great. Maybe you just have a friend that you can even talk to and and share your experiences and just be in whatever's happening. So emotional purification, burning through what is happening with us, being with it so that we can understand, well, what is this trying to tell me? What needs do I not have met? How do I need to actually shift my life in a way that is more in alignment with me? Because when we do emotional purification and we have emotional hygiene, the most important thing is what are we going to do about it? We have these emotions, they're telling us something. And a lot of times what happens is people get stuck in the phase of I'm feeling my emotions and now I'm just spinning out in my emotions and I don't know what to do with it because people were never taught how to regulate their own emotions um, and they felt completely, here comes Kitty, and they felt, com- come on Bill, and they felt, com- oh she's not going to do it, okay, they felt completely powerless to their own emotions, like it was this tidal wave or this tsunami that was coming over them. So when we do things like, I don't know, completion process or parts work or somatic work or any kind of modality where we're, we're shifting the emotion, we're validating it. Here she comes. Go on, Bill, go. <laughs> and now she's going to want out. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so in that process, we've got to bring it full circle into our actual lives. Otherwise, what are we doing? Otherwise, we're just closing our eyes. I mean, it's, it's kind of good. It's kind of good. It's, it's like 50% there because we've shifted it internally, but then we got to go out into our lives and actually do something about what did those vulnerable parts of us tell us? That's the purification process because then we start to build and construct a life that makes sense for us and how we feel. Okay, so that's the emotional piece. Let's talk about spiritual hygiene and sexual hygiene. Sexual hygiene, okay? This is something, this is what sparked this live because as I have communicated openly in other lives, I mean, coming from a sex work background, a lot of people I know have a history of sexual abuse. 
generationally and ancestrally, we all have that patterned in our DNA. So even if it didn't happen to you in this lifetime, I can promise you that it probably happened to somebody in your in your family. And it definitely happened to the human race as a collective. So I was going to talk about spiritual hygiene, but let's talk about sexual hygiene first because that's what sparked this life. When we have these patterns and these ways set up of how we normally masturbate, how we normally connect with other people sexually, those patterns become really wired into our body-brain complex. And what we don't realize oftentimes is that that actually connects us spiritually to some gunk that's happening in the astral. Now remember, like when I'm talking about this, we're not victims to this. We just have to realize that this is how the quantum works. When we kind of start to slip back into an old paradigm or an old sexual structure that maybe was courting us to other people from our past, maybe was courting us to sexual misery programming, we can kind of slip a little bit. And then that's where we're, we're opening up that, that piece in our field again. And then that's where stuff starts to get in. And it's so important that when I talk about this, that if you feel yourself going into a victim program of I feel like I'm being attacked, just really monitor that because what we're doing is we're coming back to neutrality. Last night... Like I hadn't, I haven't been really psychically attacked since in like over a month when I pulled all my energy out of the industry, it got really bad. I didn't even know what a psychic attack was. I've, I've said that before. And then I was like, whoa, what the fuck's happening? This is crazy. And then yesterday some stuff happened, which I'm not going to speak about publicly. And then that night, it's like you start, you start talking about what's happening you start getting close to revealing different things and there are beings that just don't want that and then there were some other things layered in there and last night was just a full night of psychic attack but what was different to give you a little bit of hope here what was different about this time versus when it happened the first chunk it was like two weeks straight of it happening Hey guys, what was different this time was before I was totally unprepared. I had never experienced anything like that before. I didn't even know what was happening and I had a lot of fear coming up. And this time I was more annoyed than anything. I woke up and I was like, okay, they can't touch me. So this is all how, this is how psychological warfare takes place and spiritual warfare takes place is that you're not going to be touched but they can, oh shit, but they can make you afraid of stuff and they can basically play off of different family members or people in your life. I had some really horrific dreams last night. I was actually able to see some of what was happening to family members of mine in the astral. Sexual hygiene practices. Really monitor and pay attention to 
the the nuancing of how does this feel to think about this thing how does it feel to engage with this person if if something feels off to you then maybe something is off she said identifying with that annoyance in this yeah and that to me having annoyance in the situation versus fear is is a quicker route actually to me coming back to neutrality because i woke up and i wasn't like oh my god i'm so scared you know i need to turn on all the lights it was more like okay where am i allowing this in right now take back your power take back all your power come back to a space of neutrality and own your body own your mind own your spirit own all of it because it's yours and nobody else's to have so whenever we experience these things we have to come back to how am i letting this in in some way and not to shame or guilt ourselves because we are all in the process of trying to like work our way through this and rewire this stuff so it's nothing to be ashamed of we all have to have compassion for each other we have to have compassion for the people who are not choosing uh at this time to have any of these practices because maybe there's other parts of their life that are just overwhelming maybe they don't even understand that why this would be important for them so we have to have compassion for everyone and ourselves in this situation because we're all coming out of this Okay, so sexual hygiene, super important. What are you thinking about? Who are you thinking about? What is that person attached to? Um, Really paying attention to sexual misery programs. I think that's common for a lot of people. And sexual misery programs, that's like BDSM, that's like subdom stuff, that's like bringing in, you know, childlike qualities to things that maybe don't need to be, like, maybe there doesn't... Because here's the thing, is that sexuality... In a way, we're, we're coming back to innocence. We're coming back to true innocence. But that's very different from um, wrapping in our own child self into sexuality as well. The, things start to get a little bit blurry, so I'm not going to go too far deep into this. We talked about emotional. We talked about sexual. Spiritual hygiene. It's interesting because everything is spiritual. So when you focus on mental, emotional, physical, sexual, you're, you're dealing with the spiritual hygiene. This, the, the spiritual hygiene could be like you coming back to the zero in all, through all of these practices. Because that's how we're going to master ourselves. That is the master space that you are curating, creating for yourself. So you are choosing the life that you're making. And we're not trapped in these deterministic, luciferianistic consciousnesses, which are just kind of like droning through. And maybe you have a spiritual practice that resonates with you. Maybe you pray. Maybe you meditate. Maybe you walk through nature and that's how you connect with God. And the organic architecture that exists. Really make time for that. All of these things are important because when one thing starts to fall away, and again, can't shame ourselves, right? We're imperfect. We're imperfect people who are trying to do it all and it's just not going to happen. But we got to kind of try to keep up with these things if this is the path that you're choosing because when things start to slip, that's where 
that's when we're unconscious. That's when we're slipping back into some form of unconsciousness. And that's when weird shit starts courting to us. And then we don't, we're not as in control of our lives. We're not as sovereign. We're not as free. And that's what we're going for, being sovereign and free. So physical hygiene. So important. So important. I see so many religious people who like don't follow this and I like don't understand like certain family members of mine who I love so dearly and I'm like I just kind of want to be like sometimes like listen honey the bible's not gonna fucking save you from this like you got to be strong in your body if you're feeding your body with toxins that should be like the first step Clearing out the emotional garbage, clearing out the physical garbage. And I know there's all kinds of pathologies tied in with food for people, tied in with substances and addiction. And we can't have a top-down approach with that if there's an emotional root. So that's why we talk about the emotional first. You're not going to just go in and say, I'm going to become a, a fucking vegan or I'm, I mean, maybe you're not a vegan. I don't care. I mean, I'm going to fucking clean up my diet in the best way that feels right for me and take my supplements, but it's not going to be sustainable if there's parts of you that don't want that and you're not talking to them. So our diet is so important and I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that I have an idea for what a spiritual diet is. Personally, I'm vegan. That works for me. I find that consuming plants and non-inflammatory foods really works for me. Making sure I'm taking zinc and B12 and methylfolate so my system can absorb the B12. Making sure that I'm hydrating enough with good clean water. Because our water that comes out of the faucet, it, it took me a, like a while to prioritize that. Like very recently, it was like within the last two months that I made this 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 other kind of shift out of sex work that I started to be like, oh my God, I can't drink tap water, tap water anymore because there's birth control, narcotics, fluoride, um, so much, lead, mercury. I mean, it's like crazy. Just look up your local tap water and you can find out what how much like chemical arsenic How much chemical components are actually in that water? And water is very independently intelligent. It holds consciousness. And what we do with our water is we cycle it through over and over and over again through the same system. And it remembers these hard angles in the pipelines. And that's not how water uh, functions. And it's organic and most yummy form it flows it has rivers we have like not hard angles not flushing it through the whole system anyways you get what i'm saying so water is really important the food is really important the nicotine or the alcohol or any any pharmaceuticals that we're putting into our body, it's shifting the whole container for which the spirit and your God self is dropping into. 
So why caring for the physical vessel is so important is because the organic timelines live in the body. They don't live up in some other realm like wandering around out here, fucking astral projecting out of our body. They live in the body. So we have to create enough space through emotional clearing, through mental discipline, because the mind would like to run the show and we forget we even have a body. I've heard people say, I wish I could just get rid of my body. Sometimes I feel like I'm just a floating head because we have so many selves that keep our life running up here. But we have to understand that the mind is a tool and to use that tool and not have it using us and be like, whoa, oh, there's a whole other thing going on over here. If I'm not down in here, I don't know what's going on with the rest of me. How am I about to drop my avatar self all up in this bitch? If I'm not even here, whoa, okay, we got to clear it out. Make room. Physical exercise is really important too. Move the body. Move the body. Oh, look at my armpits are sweating. <laughs> Wee! This is why I don't, <laughs> this is why I wear black shirts. I sweat like this, you guys. My feet sweat and my hands sweat like this. Ooh. Um, exercise, move. That can help bring the consciousness down. That can help to discipline the mind and sort of quiet the mind a little bit. And what you can also do if you're having a hard time with that is to talk to the mind energy and to talk to the body energy. Come back to a space of aware ego. Realize that you are not your mind, even though your mind would like you to believe that that's what you are, and realize you're not your body. But maybe we need to bring in a little bit more body energy and turn up the volume on that. But when you're doing parts work with these opposites like mind, body, energy, come back to the center of aware ego and see what is it like to, to observe each of these neutrally. And here's what you can do. And I talked about this in the last parts work video. Bring in the mind energy. Maybe it's like, maybe you have mind energy that's like right behind your eyes and it's right up in the front and it's like, I'm like looking at everything. It's like, is that comfortable there? Maybe let's move it back a little bit. Maybe let's turn the volume down a little bit. Let's bring in some of that body energy. Can we hold the mind and the body energy, the heart, the feeling, the physicality with the thinking? We need both. This is the masculine and the feminine. We need both. She said, <laughs> sweaty over here too. Oh, good. We can just be a couple of sweaty... Sweaty Betty's. Tiger in the Now says, do you think it's possible to transform the tap water through meditation and visualization? I think it is possible to transform it to a degree. But we can't ignore the physicality of what exists molecularly in that water because if we did that, that would be to ignore the, the 3D and pretend like it didn't exist and that's not integrated. So water, like she's saying, she brings a really good point, can be shifted through intention. So people write things on their water. They write love. They write forgiveness, compassion, abundance, whatever. 
they put crystals in their water, there's people who pray over their water, and even though these scientific studies have been um, tossed aside and labeled as pseudoscience, I mean, pretty much everything that has pretty much everything that stands to like actually shift human consciousness has been thrown out as like a pseudoscience. So whenever anything gets thrown out as a pseudoscience, I'm automatically like, hmm, let me look a little bit deeper. Um, because water does, it actually remembers individual people. So when they've done the studies um, with freezing water based on words or intention, what they noticed was that Like, let's say you and I were both to say love to the same water. It would actually freeze differently based on you. And it would continue to freeze that way every time you said love. Because it, your frequency and the way that you say it and who you are, the water remembers. It's independently intelligent. It has memory. can contain and hold memory. You are largely made up of water which is why part of the reason, of course, we have a brain for memory, but our body holds memory as well in the cells, the water cells of our body as well, and our DNA and everything else. So yes, I would say if somebody only has access to tap water, great, do that. You're greatly going to shift the frequency of that but you're probably not going to necessarily undo the toxic chemicals that are in there. You just might help the structure a bit, if that makes sense. Um, Okay, so we talked about, um, this is so good by the way, this is lemon, ginger juice, spring water, muddled mint, and honey, and raw honey, and it's so fucking good. This is like my favorite thing to drink in the whole world. Physical, spiritual, emotional, sexual, mental. I think we touched on all of them. In kind of like a roundabout way. I think we touched on all of them. Um, I guess the last thing I'll say before I jump off here. I I managed to keep it less time than all the other ones. So (laughs) I think we're at like 20 minutes right now, which is, it's longer than I wanted it to be, but we're doing it's fine. Um, it's a stream of consciousness, baby. It's just coming through. The last thing I want to say is we can't be hard. We can't come about these practices through harshness, meaning we can't should ourselves into these practices. It needs to really be organic and it needs to come from a place of genuine desire to want this thing. Like you've got to be connected to why does it feel good to move my body? Because if there's no connection to it and it's like, I just need to do this so that I can fucking be spiritual. Like that's not going to work. And if we come at it from a victim place of like, I need to do this so that I don't get attacked, that's also not going to work. She said, just remove should, it is a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. And it's all good if you don't do it all. 
just pick a couple things. Like, where does it feel like I'm kind of like letting, where is it like I'm a little falling short right now? For me, it's been physical exercise. Physical exercise, even though I love it, has kind of fallen us, us, you know, we go through waves with these things. I'm really strong in the diet part. Like I love eating healthy. That's not an issue for me at this point. It's the only way I will eat. I have embedded that into the structure of my life in a way where I won't eat any other way. So that's easy for me. The physical part, I got to really kind of get myself there. So just add that in. Slowly. What could I do right now? It's one thing. But I feel like my mind is running the show. Do I need to sit down with myself and go into mind-body energy? Bring in some more of this body energy? Do I need to find out what's the vulnerability under why my mind is running constantly? What is it afraid is going to happen if I'm not up here all the time? Am I going to forget something? Am I going to... Am I going to be stupid? Like, what's the vulnerability under that? Meet that need, meet that child. If it's I'm falling short on my sexual hygiene practices, is it because it just feels so good to do this old kind of way? Like, we just got to examine it. Just one piece at a time, just peel the layers back. But the whole point of this message today is, and she said, we get overwhelmed like there's a rush. There's no rush. Ultimately, there is no fucking time. (laughs) So allow ourselves the grace and the compassion to know that we're doing the best that we can to understand the importance of having hygiene in all of these places the more that we really understand the depth of where we are what is taking place and then one piece okay great I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I'm sending you so much love.